doesn't get any better than that. He came for you. Welcome to 2022 Christmas Day. You know, it's not often that we get to celebrate Christmas on the day we actually come to worship. In fact, I was reading earlier this week that the next time it happens will be in 11 years. So when your children are unwrapping the gifts today, think about the next time we get to celebrate on the birth of Christ on Sunday, they'll be driving. <laughs> or they'll be married. Or they'll be out of the house and you'll get a raise. <laughs> so, so Merry Christmas and thank you for taking time to come out. I know a lot of play. I, I just felt it was a very special uh, to, to be able to come on Jesus' birthday, and we're not going to be here long. I, I wanted us to catch, capture the, to me, the, the, just the whole ambiance of his day. And uh, so thank you for being here this morning. What a, again, what a great treasure it is uh, to be able to worship on his day. And, and I understand, I mean, I understand there, there'll be people that will comment, well, he wasn't actually born on December 25th. Hush. This is a day that we set aside to worship his birth. I understand that if it's, you know, if it's not the day, this is the day we proclaim the birth of Jesus, and we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Now, we don't have to do it one day a year. We can do it 365 days a year because he came, amen, for us. He came for us. So uh, anyway, you know, the emphasis, and I said it last night in our, our, our communion service last night, is that the emphasis this year has been on that theme that Isaiah said that those who dwell in darkness have seen a great light. And, and my prayer is that his light will continue to shine in and through us, regardless of where you are this morning, that may the light of Christmas illuminate us today in a very special way. You know, there's so many traditions that, sur that surround the Christmas uh, story. And again, I'm not going to take long this morning, but one of the Christmas traditions is singing of Christmas music. Uh, how many of you, in fact, some of you started listening to Christmas music in August. And, and, and I, I know the store started playing it right before Halloween. And I mean, it's been around. But one of the traditions, in fact, we sang some wonderful Christmas carols this morning, Christmas hymns uh, this morning that are very, very beautiful. And this morning when I woke up, one of the things that came to my mind, uh, it's kind of like Easter. Uh, Sandy Patty has that song that just, to me, describes the, the Easter expectation, was it a morning like this? And, and, and every time Easter comes around, I always think of that song, was it a morning like this? And I try to transport myself back in time to what it must have been like on that resurrection morning. Well, this morning I woke up with the same sentiment, except uh, the, the thought came to me was, I heard the bells on Christmas. Uh, on Christmas. That, that's what I thought. And, of course, if you know where that came from, this song was written by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, and he, his most famous poem, of course, is The Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. Uh, he was quite a successful writer. Uh, but here's the thing. When you start looking at his story, he was not exempt from the hardships of life. In fact, if you go back and read some of his story, his first wife, Mary, died after only four years of marriage. I know some guys that are hard to get along with, but that's just something else right there. Four years, uh, I'm, I'm making light, but he, she died. A few years later, he married another lady by the name of Frances, and together they began their family. 
had dreams and expectations of this wonderful family. One evening, Frances was trimming her daughter's hair, and she decided, like most moms do, to capture some of the clippings and put them in an envelope for, for a keepsake. So she did that. She put them in an envelope. When she was melting the sealing wax to seal, of course, that was a thing back then, uh, she was melting the sealing wax to seal the envelope that contained uh, the clippings from her daughter's hair. Unnoticed by her, some of the drops of that melting wax fell upon her dress. That hot wax ignited her entire, uh, ignited the dress, and soon the entire dress was in flame. Henry comes along, and he attempts to put out the flame by throwing a throw rug on her to no avail, and then he tried using his hands, but he was not able to save his wife. Francis Longfellow died the next morning. She was only 44 years of age. He was devastated. And if that wasn't enough, just a few years later, during the height of the Civil War, his oldest son, Charles, joined the army without, the, without his father's blessing. Soon he became a lieutenant in the army. During the Battle of New Hope Church, Virginia, Charles was severely wounded. Henry was called to come to the hospital in Washington, D.C. and take Charles back home so he could begin his recovery. You know, like most creative writers, Henry struggled with depression throughout much of his life. He never quite recovered from the loss of his first wife, nor the loss of Francis, and then having to deal with the wounds of his son, and, and, and to further complicate, uh, Longfellow was greatly disturbed by Americans turning on Americans. And his son being wounded by a fellow American, it just was hard. And as Christmas 1863 arrived, he found himself overcome with despair. And again, Brent mentioned this earlier, and I've talked about it, that there are people today, we've seen joy to the world, but there are people today that are not celebrating joyfully. Uh, they have despair and anxiety and angst in their life. And it was that morning in 1863 that he found himself overwhelmed with the with just the situation of life. As he sat at his desk that morning, he began to write. And at that moment, he sat down and began to reflect on all the stuff that had been going on in his life. He heard the bells from a nearby church ringing on Christmas morning. And it gave him pause, and he began to think about what do those bells really mean? Hearing the chimes of the Christmas bells on Christmas Day actually began a healing process for Henry Longfellow. As he listened, he thought about the message of Christmas and how it speaks to the, to the messy world that you and I live in. How many know we live in a messy world? And, he, and, and it spoke to that. And so here's what he wrote. He said, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play. And wild and sweet the, world's re the words repeat, of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Luke tells us in Luke chapter 2, verse 14, that this is the message that the angels proclaimed to those shepherds gathered in a messy world on a dark night. And the message was glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. For Longfellow, the sounds of Christmas bells ringing brought him healing. And this morning, there are some things that Christmas, I believe, brings us. And again, the uniqueness of being able to celebrate it on his birthday, I think, are very unique. Number one, Christmas still brings us hope. Again, if you don't hear anything this morning, hear that. It brings hope. You know, it seems to me that people today want to live their lives as though they were somehow like a Norman Rockwell painting. Now, you know what I mean by that. Or maybe, uh, maybe uh, Thomas Kincaid, you know, the painter of light. Uh, 
you know, you see those pictures and you, you, you just imagine yourself being transported into that scene. Uh, you know, you take the best moments of the best memories of your life and you marry those things up from your favorite Christmas movie or Christmas story and you blend them together and you think that's what life should be like. That's what we aspire to. We want to be that serene in, in, our, in our lives. We want to, we want to have the, uh, again, the feeling, some of the, some of the paintings. I, I, I'm a big fan of, of Thomas Kincaid. And I have uh, several of his pieces and just beautiful artwork. And some of the paintings that he does, you see the chimney with the fire coming out of the, the smoke coming out of the, the chimney. And you think, man, I could, you, can almost, you can almost feel the warmth. It's just a unique talent. You see, you see baked goods on the, on the table and you think, man, I can almost smell the fresh baked hot, cho- uh, the hot what is it? chocolate chip cookies and the homemade bread and the pumpkin pie. I'll be out before, we'll, we'll go to lunch here in a minute. <laughs> but that's the way we want to live our lives. We want it to be like that Norman Rockwell painting, that Thomas Kincaid painting, where everything is just neat and picturesque and it just flows the way it's supposed to be. See, the Christmas message inspires a sense of hope and, and this sense of, lo- of, of longing. Longing for peace on earth, goodwill toward men. You know, there's something about this season that causes us to consider how good life could be. How good life could be. As Henry Longfellow heard those bells that Christmas day, he couldn't help but think that this is the way life should be. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. We weren't made to live in constant conflict. The stressors of, of being in, tons, uh, in constant fight or flight mode is not healthy for anybody. The stress of that and, the, and, and just the pressure on your body, it's just not healthy. Longfellow knew that that was not the way God intended for it to be. We weren't made to live in constant conflict. God desired peace on earth for his people. That's why the angels said it was good tidings of great joy to all people. Isaiah said that Jesus would be called, one of his names was Prince of Peace. That's what he came to bring. So Christmas brings hope. But Christmas also brings despair. Again, it would be easy for me to paint a picture like a Rockwell painting or a, a Kincaid painting. It would be easy to gloss over the hurts and the disappointments of life. But that's not life. You know, this is supposed to be the most wonderful time of year. It's certainly how it's marketed, right? I mean, if I hear... The Mariah Carey song, One More Time, I just, all I want for Christmas, you know, by the way, she makes two and a half million dollars a year just because it's played so much, just on that one song, because you can't go anywhere without, you know, (laughs) without that song just jamming everywhere, but that's how it's marketed, right? It's the most wonderful time of the year, you know, and, 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 but here's the thing, it's not a time for a lot of people filled with hope. It's not a time for many people. It's not filled with wonder. I'm sure that we all have had times in, in our lives where the Christmas season brings us face to face with the sorrows and the hopelessness of life. You know, there are times when all of the tinsel and the garlands and the decorations can't disguise the pain that we experience. Henry Longfellow continuing, he wrote this, And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. See, there comes a time for each of us when the circumstances of life make us 
pause and wonder, is this a joke? Is this a joke? I mean, how many of us read the scriptures and we read the gospels and we see the promises of the Father and we see Jesus speaking words and we look at our lives and there's no correlation? One of my favorite stories in the Bible is Gideon. Gideon is hiding out in a threshing, wine pre- threshing wheat in a wine press, which is a hole in the ground. And an angel greets him, calls him mighty man of valor, talks about how God is with them. <laughs> and he says, wait a minute, time out. If God is with us, then where are the miracles? In other words, where is the sign? See, that's what Christmas does. It not only brings hope, but for a lot of pre- people it brings despair. Because maybe right now, and maybe you're online this morning, and maybe you're going through the ringer. Maybe you look back over 2022, 20, uh, and, and you, don't, you, you see one tragedy after another, one crisis after another, and that's all you experience. And you think, man, is this a joke? Where's the peace that was promised? Where's the joy that is unspeakable and full of glory? Where's the illumination of my path? Where's the counsel of the Holy Spirit? You know, the heartbreaks of life have a way of taunting us, right? In the darkest moments. Again, and we question ourselves, where's the peace that was promised? Where is the hope and where is the joy and where is the victory? You know, and there's something about the Christmas season that makes hard times even more difficult to bear. The loss of a loved one, the ending of a relationship, financial struggles, health challenges, it just seems like they all compound during December, Christmas time. These, these weigh heavy on our minds as we close out one year and anticipate the opening of a new year. And, and, and again, they weigh heavy on us during all of the festivities that we have. There's another verse in Longfellow's poem that's not really, it's not included in many of the hymn books today because it talks about the Civil War, but here's what he writes. He continued to write, again, as he sat there, 1863, Christmas morning, here's what he wrote. Then from each black, accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south, and with the sound the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Again, he was going through a very difficult time, overwhelmed with the loss of his wives and the children, or his son being wounded, overwhelmed with the idea Americans turning on Americans and shooting and killing each other. And he sits there and he talks about the depression. See, Christmas is a time where we can have honest assessment. It's a time to pause and take inventory of our lives and see where we are and where we're headed and how our faith journey is progressing. Again, sometimes we read in Scripture, what we read in Scripture, as I said, has no correlation to how our day, uh, daily lives are being fleshed out. Christmas can bring despair. It brings hope for sure. A Savior is born who is Christ the Lord. But it brings despair because in that darkness, we still have tragedy. We still have chaos. And we still have conflict. But you know what? That's not the end of the story because Christmas also brings peace. It brings peace. Longfellow goes on and he writes, Then paled the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. Think about that. Do you, do you see what's happening in those three stanzas? You see what's happening. He, he begins by talking about hope, of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then he has that realization that it's not peaceable right then. It's not peace right now. He's living in a world of turmoil. But then he comes, and again he writes, Then paled the bells more loud and deep. 
What is he talking about? He's talking about the church bells reminding people of the message of Christmas. And the message is God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. See, this is where, as I kind of bring this in, this is where Henry reveals what those bells on Christmas Day did for him. See, his life and the world around him were still in turmoil, and I want you to understand that. Nothing had changed in that short time of him writing. Still turmoil, but he had changed. He had changed. His perspective had changed. His understanding of tomorrow had changed. His his understanding of the moment had changed. Maybe maybe this Christmas season is not is not feel is not joy the joy-filled time that you have experienced in the past. Maybe this year's Christmas is bringing heartache and disappointment and letdowns. Maybe you're drowning this morning, truth be told, in the sea of despair. The message of Christmas is still loud and clear. Peace, again, peace is not merely the absence of conflict, it is the presence of God. See, there's a difference there. It's not the cessation of conflict or crisis. It is the presence of the Prince of Peace in our day-to-day lives. When Henry Longfellow sat at his desk on that Christmas morning in 1863 and he wrote these words, what happened next was not that the outside world magically changed with him penning these words. It didn't change and everything just didn't fall into place. What happened was he experienced the Prince of Peace stepping into his despair. That's what happened. He experienced God in the moment. In fact, he experienced what the Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4 when he said, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And there's what he said. And the peace of God. Everybody say peace. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's what happened to him. See, when we are heavy laden with problems, Jesus invites us to cast all of our cares on him because he cares for us. He hasn't changed. His name is still, he's still called the Prince of Peace. Everlasting Father, he's still the mighty God. He will give us peace that passes or surpasses all understanding. On this Christmas day, maybe your world resembles the world that Longfellow faced on that Christmas morning in 1863. I do know that our culture at large does resemble the turmoil of the 19th century America, right? Hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. This has never changed. And you know what? It's not going to change until Jesus comes back and establishes his reign. It won't change. But don't forget, he doesn't stop with those words. He goes on and he says, God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. So if you're here this morning, if you're tuned in online, and you find yourself in a place of despair, be reminded that God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. He's still working. He's still working according to Paul, Romans 8, 28, all things together for our good. He's still working. He's at work, as always in human history, bringing 
his plan into place. He sent Jesus into the world not to be a military leader or political leader, but to be a savior, to bring us peace with God and peace with ourselves and ultimately peace with one another. You see, the order is, we are, first, of how, first of all, we have peace with God because prior to our being born again, we are at enmity with God. We are enemies of God because we are sinners. When we're born again, we are enlivened by the Spirit of God, and now we have peace with God, and then his, now we have the peace of God. And then we work on the peace with each other. Longfellow started out with all of his complaints, with all the stuff going on in his life. He heard the bells on Christmas Day, and he thought about the meaning, and it changed his world. The turmoil was still around him. Guys, come on back. The turmoil was still around him. He had still lost both wives. He was still taking care of a son that was wounded by a fellow American. None of that changed. But what happened inside, he had changed. Listen, there may be turmoil all around you today as we close. Again, there might be turmoil around you, but there need not be turmoil within you. See, that's the difference. I can't control the chaos around me, but I can control that which is within me. It's not what happens to me. It's how I respond to what happens to me. And my prayer to you this Christmas morning is that you are reminded that God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. Truth, uh, conflict will fail, truth will prevail. Because he reigns. His peace is available to us today. So listen to the sounds today as you have your dinners and the get-togethers and the what, however you celebrate Christmas, the sights and the sounds of Christmas. You turn on uh, TV, you listen to Christmas music, whatever you do, whatever your family traditions are. My prayer to you today is listen for the sounds because they still shout, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to men. That is the Christmas message. That is, that, is the, that is our heritage as believers in the Lord, that I don't have to live in chaos. I don't have to live by the, the struggles and the despair. I can have hope amid despair that brings me peace. Be anxious for nothing but in everything. With prayer and petition, make them known to God. And he said, when you do that, then the peace of God, which transcends understand you know what that means it means it can't be explained it means in the middle of things that you can't do anything about when you're walking in that covenant relationship and you know the prince of peace there's something inside of you says you know what i know i should be wringing my hands i should be pulling out my hair i should be fretting and i should be nervous and anxious and all of these things but you know what i'm at peace it is well with my soul that's the peace i'm talking about and it's available to us I've had that experience, and I've shared that with you, and I'm not going to take time today. But when my wife being in that hospital, I had uh, just that experience of peace in 2012 that has not departed from me since that day. There's a sense of peace unlike anything I've ever experienced. It's available to you as well. Won't you stand with me this morning?
I, I want us to, I want to pray over you this morning. But I want to ask, how many this morning would say, you know what, Pastor, I, I want his, I want that, that message that Longfellow wrote in that song. I want to be reminded of the, I want to be reminded of the Christmas message in all the sights and sounds of Christmas. Maybe you're going through the ringer. Maybe you're having difficulty right now and say, you know what, I want the Prince of Peace to step into my situation and give me peace. If that's you this morning, how about you just slip your hand right, right back down and say, Pastor, pray that I experience God's peace today. If you're online this morning, I want to pray with you as well. Just comment. Just comment. We want to pray with you. And then I want us to sing this song. I'm going to ask, Derek, would you bring Sheila up here for me? Thank you. I said it last night, this is our 29th Christmas that we've celebrated with my BT family. And we're going to pray over you today especially those who raised their hand this morning. Listen, I, I live the goodness of God. But for God, I wouldn't be standing here with this. Somebody asked me about my wife and what I thought about her, and I said, she's an angel. She's always up in the air harping about something. No. You know, if you, take, if you just stop long enough, you, you find something to be grateful for. It may not be the way that you want it to be, and it may not be happening as you would want it to happen, but trust God. We wish you a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, with all the love, and, 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 and I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, after all these years, this is family, and we love you with every fiber of our being, and we thank God for you. We pray that this week, this is the last service of 2022 right here. Next week, we'll kick off a brand new year with great expectation for what God wants to do in a world that's messy and with people that are hurting. God's not dead, nor doth he sleep. I'm going to pray for you, and then let's sing this song, okay? And after we sing that, then please, you're dismissed. Father, today, right now, I pray for my family here today and those that have tuned in online. Lord, I love them with all my heart. And I thank you that on this Christmas morning that we could gather here today to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is a special time. Lord, one that we wanted to pause the busyness of our lives and just come and celebrate and say, Happy Birthday, Jesus. Lord, I pray that these, this devotional today, Lord, there might be those here today that are going through difficult times, like Henry Longfellow who sat down full of despair and overwhelmed with life, losing so many loved ones and dealing with the, 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 just the hatred of that day, heard the bells on Christmas Day, and it reminded him of the message, peace on earth, goodwill to men. Lord, we might be living in a messy place right now. We might be living in turmoil and chaos. But Lord, may the sights and the sounds of this Christmas day remind us that God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. Wrong will fail, right will prevail. Lord, help us to seize that truth. 
Father, I pray for those that raise their hand, those who are online today. Lord, I pray that you as the Prince of Peace would step into their life, into their heartache and their disappointments. And Lord, the situation may not change and the, the immediate surroundings may not change, but Lord, you can change what's happening on the inside. And so, Father, I pray for those who are living in darkness. May they see your great light. And for those today who are struggling, Lord, with conflict, I pray that you would step in and speak peace. Peace in their heart and peace in their mind. And Lord, may that carry them all the day long. As we close out this year, should you tarry, Lord, may we, with great expectation, expect the best is yet to come. I love and I bless each of my family right here today in Jesus' powerful name. And we all said, amen. A king like this, majesty laying in a manger. A king like this, unto us is born a savior. The light, the light has come. King like this, the highest name in the song of heaven. A king like this, born of flesh into our suffering. The light, the light has come. He is Christ the Lord. He is Christ our Savior. I bow my heart before no other name. I bow my heart before no other king. A king like this, a saving love that would not forsake us, betrayed by a kiss and led to the cross for our forgiveness. The light, the light has come. He is Christ the Lord. He is Christ our Savior. I bow my heart before no other name. I bow my heart before no other King. Christ. He is Christ, my Lord. He is 
blessed today. Merry Christmas, church. May God go with you as you leave this place today. I've been here. 